kids with me. We're going to take a, um, you know how maybe sometimes when you go to a movie, they have all the previews before the featured presentation? We're going to have a few previews this morning before we get to the featured presentation this morning. You say, is it going to make the sermon any longer? I really don't know. For next service, I could tell them. But for you, I can't quite tell you because I don't know. You're really my trial and error service to see where we're at for the next service. Because the next service, there's no service after them. So that's why some of you come to this service, because you don't know how long the other service might go. Mark 15, but I want you to take your Bibles to Romans chapter 1 for a minute. We live today in a godless society. And it has not been more apparent than ever, which it always is, than the past couple days. If I offend you by what I say in the next few minutes, take it up with God, not me, okay? That's all I'm going to say, and then we'll go further here in just a second. Romans chapter 1, verse number 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who hold the truth and unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. It is evident that there is a creator. It is evident, no matter what people say. Being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. No one has an excuse. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations. And their foolish heart, look right here, was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. And changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man, and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. What our society has done today, they've made God what they want him to be, not what the Bible says he is. The Bible is always right. It's always right. Verse number 24. Wherefore, because of this, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lusts one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meat. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do things which are not convenient. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, 
full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventor of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. When a society takes God and rejects God, you have what is playing out before you in America today. Now, let's understand some things. I am not, so let's, let's clear the air on a couple things. I, there is a, I do believe in separation of church and state. I don't want the church running the state because that's what we left because if you didn't have a church just like they wanted you to have, you could be persecuted for it. I don't want the church running the state, and I don't want the state telling the church what to do. But that doesn't mean that God doesn't belong in everything. Our big problem in Washington, D.C., and almost every capital house in the country is that we've taken God out, and we need God in. God is the answer. And when we do this, and as a society, as we take God out of things, you see a society become more wicked and vile in the things that they do, which is unfolding uh, out before our eyes. I don't need to go into women doing things that are not natural, and men not you not with women the way is natural. We understand what the Bible says right here. That is part of what happens in a society where God is rejected. You also, just this past week, abortion came up pretty big. What we've heard the past few days, and I don't care what side of the aisle you're on or whatever the case may be, I want to give you some truth for a minute. Because you can turn on every news channel in the world and they're going to be slanted and biased one way or the other. I just want to give you a few facts this morning. First thing is, in the United States Constitution, it does not guarantee you the right to have an abortion. Life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. Life. God is the author of life. Am I wrong with that statement? And he should be the one who decides when a life is not here. That's God's choice. Now, what we, and let's just put a little bit more into perspective. With COVID or the, over the past couple years, we've heard politicians everywhere. Remember how a few years ago they didn't want the federal government telling a state how to respond to COVID matters, Right? Because they believe that the states should run things, not the federal government for each state. So let me help you if you've been watching the news a lot this last week. Abortion was not outlawed in the United States, and I wish it was, biblically speaking. And you say, but what about these? And there are, a miscarriage is not an abortion. Those happen. There are certain circumstances with a woman's health and things. I'm not talking about these things. I'm going to show you some real statistics here in a second. What I want you to understand is what happens is the states now have a choice. And on certain areas, they want the states to have choices. But what they're doing is they're trying to get an uproar of people 
just to, and they're lying about things. If you notice, California is not changing anything about abortion. In fact, they're getting stronger about it. So if someone lives in a state that they don't want it, they can, as our governor said this week, come to California, we welcome you, and we will. And in our state, let's be honest, we have the politicians we do and their views because that's the way the people have voted. That's what happens. So, and a lot of times we don't like that, but a lot of, a lot of good Christians don't even vote. vote. And so you shouldn't really, shouldn't really get too upset if you don't even take your privilege of voting and do it. But that's, and so, but by next week, oh, there could be half of the United States, it will be illegal to have an abortion. God is for innocent life. Do you know God judged Israel and other nations because they destroyed innocent life? God wants them protected. They deserve a voice. And so what we've been hearing the past couple days, and if we're being honest, Roe versus Wade should have never, it's not a constitutional right. And we do believe, and we should, as according to our Constitution, it should be up to the states and who they elect in their states, and the state will, that's how it should be. That's the way we, that's the way that it was set up. And I know you could look back and forth a long ways and go different, and I'm not trying to be political. I'm trying to give you some good thoughts about abortion. Well, there's no good thoughts about abortion but good thoughts about what happened this last week. In 2000, 1.3 million abortions happened in America in the year 2000. In the year 2002, 1.2 million babies were aborted. And that takes out any miscarriage. That's no miscarriages included. Say, where do you get this information? You can go to the CDC and pick up this information. In 2010, one million babies were aborted. In 2020, 930,000 babies were aborted. With COVID, last month, America passed one million deaths associated with COVID. Every year, one million babies are aborted. In 2004, a survey was done. And I'll give you, okay, I'll give you a few more thoughts here. The United Nations in 2014 put out a report of the top nations with the highest abortion rates. America's number nine on that list. The other before America, Bulgaria, Cuba, Estonia, Georgia, Romania, Russia, Sweden, Ukraine, and we know that China lies about a lot of things that they do. They are probably higher. And America's right there on the top 10 nations when it comes to the abortion rate. Highest percentage of abortions that took place per state in 2020. And technically, it's not a state, but Washington, D.C., 52% of pregnancies were aborted in Washington, D.C. in 2020. In New York State, 35% were aborted in 2020. In New Jersey, 34% were aborted. 
the lowest percentage by states. Wyoming was 2%, South Dakota 1%, and Missouri 0.2 of 1%. In 2020, 32% of all pregnancies, excluding ex, um, spontaneous miscarriages, ended in abortion. 32%. CDC is right where this information comes from. Um, from 2000 to 2020, abortions have gone down a little. But the real question is, are there as many people having children today as what there were? And I think those numbers are going down a little bit. Now, when we look and we say, well, like I heard our governor this week, he said, so you have a family member rape you and you're stuck with that child. That was one of the big examples. Or you're under 15 and have a child. In 2020, this is the age groups that had the abortions. Are you ready? Under 15 years old made up less than 0.2 of 1% of abortions. That's one-fifth of 1% of abortions. The age 15 to 19 made up 8%. Okay, 20 to 24 28 percent 25 to 29 30 percent 30 to 34 19.6 percent 35 to 39 11 percent over 43.7 percent in 2020 that is the breakdown of the age there did you know we talk about in our society today we talk about race and how things aren't equally divided. Did you know black ladies were 3.6 times more abortions than others? And you know why? Because of all the things they put in place in the bigger inner cities. Pushing it. And that's sad. That's very sad. And I'm not blaming the people, I'm blaming the society in that realm. So you say, well, I don't know, Pastor. All right, in 2004, 19, well, 1,209 women from nine different abortion clinics across the country were surveyed. Why did you have an abortion? So this is in 2004. And I'm going to give you the percentage breakdown right now, okay? So here we go. And you can put it up on the screen for me. Probably can't see that too well. But victims of rape made up less than half of 1% of abortions, of those that had abortions in that group of 1,200 that were surveyed. Less than half of 1%. Fetal health problems, 3%. Physical health problems, 4%. So let's just add this up for a minute. We'll round it up. 8% of those who were questioned in this year, 2004, 8% they were raped or, and you know, you could say, well, did some people just not, there are people that could have not said it. There is. Those things happen to you and some people don't want to talk about it. I get that. But you look at a woman's health, because that's the other thing. You're taking away women's health. 8%. 9%. 9%. 9%. 9%. 9%. 9%. 9%. 9%. 9%. 9%. 9%. 9%. 9%. 9%. 9%. 9%. 9%. 9%. 9%. 9%. 9%. 9%
Now let's look at the rest. 4% would interfere with education or career. 7% not mature enough to raise a child. I'm going to give you a truth right here. I'm still not mature enough to help raise a child. <laughs> I wish I was, but I'm still not. And some of you that are real old, Russ, you still wouldn't be mature enough now. And uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. I was just making sure you're still awake. Um, next one, eight, didn't want to be a single mother. And that's, that's an issue, too. We're dads, deadbeat dads. We could go into a long story there. Could talk more about that last week on Father's Day. 19% were done having children. And that's why they didn't want their child. 23% say they can't afford a baby. 25% said they were not ready for a child. And 6% gave some other reasons. All I have heard the past few days is the young people that are raped and women's physical health. And those people matter. But in all reality, it is a small percentage of the abortions that take place. And you say, well, that's 2004. I'm sure society's gotten better since then. All right, in 2020, in Florida, in Florida, when you get an abortion, you have, you have to give a reason why for the abortion. So do you have the next slide for me? Is it already up there? All right, so this is in 2020, and this is all documented. You can find this online. It's there. CDC, different place. It's all there in the Florida statistics. You can find this, okay? And you just, you can dig around and find true things around. You really can. In Florida, in 2020, 0.01% of pregnancies resulted in an incestuous relationship. So a family member raping somebody. Now that's not 0.2 of 1%. That's not one-fifth of 1%. This is 0.01. This is one one-hundredth of a percent. That's a big difference there. And I will just say this. I don't care. And this is, so you put, there were 80,000 abortions in Florida that year. 80,000. So you take 80,000 and 1% of 80,000 would be 800. And you take 800 and break that down by 100. That was like between 8 and 10. That person matters. I don't care if it's one person, a family member rapes. That is beyond sickening and wrong. So as we look, 80,000, 10 would be that number. Women that were raped was 0.15%. And so we add those two together. We'll just round it up to 0.2. So that's one-fifth of 1%. That number would be about 220 somewhere ballpark right there of the 80,000. Next, the woman's life was endangered by pregnancy, another 0.2. So we're up to basically rounding up numbers, half of 1%. So 400 abortions 
of the 80,000 in Florida were because of that. So let's add on there. Basically, 0.98, that's 1%, was a serious fetal abnormality. 1.48, the woman's physical health was threatened by the pregnancy. And 1.88, the woman's psychological health was threatened by the pregnancy. So let's add these up, and I'm going to round them up. 2%, and I'm going to add 1.5, so that's 3.5. 4.5, we're going to go with 5%. And that's rounding up. 5% of the 80,000 abortions that took place in Florida had to do with women's health or rape, according to the statistics. Now, as I said, there could be many that did not say for those things that it could have been. But we're just taking what it says and what the information we have. 5% is 4, it's, that's because 10% is 8,000, right? So 5% is 4,000. 80,000 abortions, 4,000 because of rape and women's health. That's what the statistics say right there. All right, 20.4% said the woman aborted for social or economic reasons. So let's put that into perspective. Rape and health, 1,000 in the year 2020. That's 5%. You take that 5% and multiply it times 4. So 4,000 were because of health and rape. 16,000 was because of social or money reasons. That puts us at 20,000. 75% gave no reason, just elected to do it. So you have 4,000 by rape and ladies health you have 16,000 for social or money reasons and that adds up to 20,000 there were 80,000 I said right that leaves you with 60,000 were elective to terminate does that put numbers a little bit clearer into perspective for you it should just a little bit but when you take a society and you take God out of a society, you see these things unfold before our eyes. And this is what you've got to understand. This world is darkened to sin. They are blinded by it. And so if there's an unsaved person, they're not going to understand these facts. That's why you'll have people that are out protesting and saying it's and okay, so let's, and I'm not trying to be political, but the past couple years, you don't have, you need to get a shot in you. If you're for it or not, whatever the case may be, you have to get a shot in you because you don't have the right to affect others. But then abortion, it's my body, my choice. You see how they don't line up? The state and federal things don't line up. People push what people want to push is what it comes down to. As a Christian, though, you have God's word. You know the truths of God's word. You and I have no excuse to be blind from the facts. Thank God 
that it was overturned a few days ago, Roe versus Wade. But we got a long ways to go. Innocent life matters. Those that are raped, their life matters too. Isn't it amazing that everyone who's out there pushing for abortion rights, their mother let them be born. I wonder what great preacher has been aborted that could bring America back to God. I wonder what president that could lead our country back to revival under God has been aborted. What great doctors, what great Sunday school teachers, what great parents. Our world doesn't get it. But the sad thing is I've heard a lot of Christians the past few days that don't get it. And we don't have an excuse. We have the book. We know what God thinks about innocent life. Innocent life matters. It matters to God, and it should matter to us. God cares. God cares about all the women mentioned there. Just add this this morning. You might be sitting in this room, and there might have been a time where you had an abortion. Do you know God still loves you? He does. And there are things that we all in our lives could look back at and things that we should not have done. Especially if you weren't saved, you're blind to the truth. I won't go down that other road. There's a lot I could say right there. But what our country needs today is God. When a society rejects God, that society loses good moral values. Look at the average television show of today and look at the average television show of 1950s and 1960s. Let's take it a little further. Let's look at Disney back in the 1940s, 50s, and 60s and look at Disney today. Look at Toy Story 20 years ago and Buzz Lightyear today. Because the further you move away from God, the worse it's going to get. The problem is, church, it's not only it's not only the world that is getting further from God. The church is getting further away from God. There are a lot of people that call themselves strong Christians. I'll, I'll just give you this. I do not believe that a Catholic is a Christian because a Christian believes in Christ's sacrifice settled everything. Catholicism believes in lots of different things, so there is a difference between the two. But I will tell you this. A strong Catholic believes that abortion is wrong. And our president says he is. And yet, he is for abortion. And I'm not trying to make an example of him here, but it's just like Christianity or Catholicism. The further you get away from your truth, the further everything else gets. The problem in our churches today is because we don't have churches that preach the book, the truth. We must always have a church that preaches this book no matter what anyone else says.
come hell or high water, we preach the truth. And be willing to have a man in the pulpit. I've heard this last week or a couple weeks too. You've got the Southern Baptist Convention up in arms because there are some people who have gotten, they've made lady pastors in their churches. I love ladies, and I'll be honest with you this morning. I think every single lady in this room could probably preach a better message than me. But the Bible says that a pastor should be a man. That comes from 1 Timothy chapter 3. That's Bible, not me. I think you could do, I think a lot of you ladies could do a lot better. And in fact, half my sermons, Caroline writes. It doesn't say she can't write the sermon. It just says that she's not supposed to be the pastor, right? And no. Does she really write them? No, every once in a while I get her thoughts on a few things. But um, we're losing it. And I expect this world to lose it. Because they're blind. When you're blind, you don't see truth. But it kills me that God's people don't see it either. We must get back to God. Now, I know so many preachers have used 2 Chronicles 7.14, and it is not a principle for America. It was not given for America. It was for God's people how to get back to God, which means there are plenty of principles for you and I found in that passage. I would just ask you real quick, you say, Pastor, you haven't even got to the message. As you can tell, we'll be going to the message next Sunday. You can save those notes for next Sunday. Go with me to 2 Chronicles chapter number 7. Some of you were getting, some of you, that was the first smile you've had on your face all morning, because you're like, oh, I thought you're still preaching the message. This, I'm going to be, I'll be honest with you, none of this was planned till early this morning. And I felt God impressing me to go this direction. And so, Second Chronicles chapter number 7, verse number 14. Let's look at it there. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves. You know, it does not say there that the whole society has to get right with God. Does it? Because this is the thing. The unsaved are not going to. But God says, if my people, which are called by my name, humble themselves, pray and seek my face, and not let their horns go off during church. No, that's not in there. Sorry. That was in the Hebrew, I think. It says, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and look what it says, and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven. And will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Biblical principles found right there. If God's people first off begin with humbling themselves and searching their own hearts and pray and seek God's face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear. I still believe that there's hope for America today say, why is there still hope? Because I think that if enough Christians got right with God, God might hear our prayers on the matter. At the end of the day, God's going to judge. Let's talk about Sodom and Gomorrah for a minute, okay? Sodom and Gomorrah was not destroyed because of Sodomites, like some people would say. The Bible makes it very clear they were destroyed because of the pride 
that they had. That's very clear. But that pride led to those things. And I thought a fitting way to end Pride Month is to overturn Roe versus Wade. That's a great way to end Pride Month. Pride for life there. Anyways, but Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed because of their pride. God and Abraham talked together, didn't they? Abraham said, Lord, if you find 50 righteous people, will you spare the city? Sure, I'll spare the city for 50 righteous people. There wasn't 50. Got down to 10. There weren't even 10. And if Lot's family had children, different things, there could have been well more than 10 just in Lot's family. I don't know because the Bible doesn't tell us how many were in his family. That country could have been saved if there were some righteous people. I believe one of the reasons why we are in the shape we are in America is not because we're politicians and not because of the unsaved. I believe it's because of the hearts of God's people. You look at Christianity today. We're very apathetic. We are full. We think we're good. And yet we're empty and need so much more from God. Our hope today is Jesus Christ. Our hope is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let me just encourage you Christian today. What is it that you need to change? When's the last time you humbled yourself before God? When's the last time you spent time in prayer with God? Oh, you spent hours watching the news. When's the last time you prayed? When's the last time you sought God's face? Well, I'm, I'm his child. I'm going to seek his face. No, if my people, which are called, if they'll humble themselves, pray, and seek my face, that means there are probably moments in our lives where we don't seek his face. When's the last time you sought his face? And when's the last time you repented and turned from your wicked way? The problem is we love ourselves more than we love God. That's evident in our lives. And I could go down a long list of things there, and I'm not going to. We need God today. And our response to everything going on around us should be, we need to draw close to God and humble ourselves. I think about Daniel. Do you know Daniel went before God and interceded for his people? Nehemiah did. You know, Nehemiah asked God to forgive him for the iniquity of Israel. Who's the, when's the last Christian gone before God and said, God, I am sorry and I'm appalled by the fact that our country aborts one million babies every year. It is wrong and I'm sorry for what our nation does. When's the last time a Christian said that? Say, well, it's not me. Um, 
Are you an American? You live here. I don't do it. It's your country. I don't think Nehemiah did a lot of the wicked things that he asked God to forgive him, give, forgive his country for. We could do ourselves a big favor today if we just get back to God. The Bible says righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. We need God today. Don't buy into all the lies that the media tells you. And let me help some of you others out. There are some of you that are extreme. There's, there's people that are extreme. There's people that are left, right. There are some that are extreme right that think that their YouTube blogger has everything right. There is only one source of ultimate truth. Right here. You know, those, not, those statistics I read you a few minutes ago, they could all be made up. You think... You think the CDC and the different places tell us the truth? I'm just going with what they say on there. Do they? <laughs> a lot of times we don't get told the truth on a lot of things. The only truth we have is God's word. And the best thing you can do this week is go out and tell someone about how much Jesus loves them. You know, the best thing that could have been done this week was last night there was only, out of our church, there was only a handful of people that went out into our community and shared their faith last night. I would take a gospel track. They're all over the place. Take one and give it to someone. Let them, hey, God loves you. You want to change this country? You want to change this state? We need the Lord. He is still the answer. Father.